Hey guys, welcome to the Drama Club. On today's episode, we got a hot topic for you. Ben Affleck has a tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to do two main topics today. I'm going to tell you all about Pampers astronaut Lisa Nowak and her acquaintance Bill and the love triangle she had with Bill and uh, his actual girlfriend Colleen. And then May's going to tell us all about the Long Island Lolita. And then we're going to finish up with a quickie talking about OJ's new special, If I Did It, all about whether or not he's Khloe Kardashian's dad. <laughs> <laughs> on Yay. today's drama club what up fam feels good right good, right <laughs> yeah i know it do yeah. and without further ado we broadcast live from ca to ny I was just thinking about how uh, this has been a crazy year for you. You got married. I did like, get married this year. <laughs> no, that was last year, May. Well, I mean, it hasn't it's, been a full year, though. Right. Within this year, you got married. Like, damn. A podcast. God Dude, damn. You are doing things. Yeah. Some big, some small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got to give some love to people. Yeah. I want to give hella love because we've been getting so much love online um 35 times of love what's 35 that's how many ratings we have oh that's how many ratings we have i didn't even think i knew 35 people (laughs) okay yeah we definitely know like like 15 people between us and then the other 20 20 are people we don't know like drayla says off twitter homegirl tara off twitter tattooed barbie off instagram tattooed who's the mulatto guy on instagram the magic mulatto Mulatto on instagram at vanessa bryant (laughs) (laughs) at vanessa bryant showed us love damn just in my dreams yeah yeah those are dude you guys have been so nice and so cool and thank you so much for reaching out to us oh god like You guys have been so nice and cool, like I said. (laughs) (laughs) And cool and nice. And nice and cool. Yeah. Um, You know who I wanted to shout out? Our international listeners. Damn, what's up, international listeners? Yo, shout out to Norway. Norway is shout out Norway. What's up, Norway? You got pastries over there? Dude, I have no idea what kind of I don't know know what's up with Norway, but what up, Norway? What up, Norwegians? I know you guys have like cruises, right? Norwegian cruise line. Dude, let's play a let's play a Norwegian cruise. Fuck yeah, I'd love that. Um, shout out the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. Oh, shout out David and Diva Hawkins Macedonia fan club, baby. Yo, presidents, co-presidents of our Macedonia fan club. Loving it. Loving it. Shout out UK. Shout out UK. Shout out Prince Harry. Shout out Queen Elizabeth. I love you, baby. Parliament. <laughs> Parliament Funkadelic. You want to give a shout out to Meghan Markle or no? No, fuck oh. Meghan Markle. No. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Ireland. I'm 4% you. Oh, damn. <laughs> what up, Ireland? At you and McGregor's daughter. Shout out Ireland. Yo. Um. Shout out Ireland Baldwin, which is Alec Baldwin's daughter. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what up, Ireland? My husband's birthday is on St. Patrick's Day, baby. Oh, that's true. Happy birthday, Howell. Um, shout, <laughs> shout out Thailand. Shout out Thailand. I love you, Thailand. Ooh, my Salvadorian father took a trip to Thailand, and you guys embraced him, and he had a great time. Open arms? Yep, open arms. I fully, yeah. fully thank you for that. 
Thailand. Dude, shout out to Thailand. We're, we're, we're Thai gonna, food. We're going there one day because I love yellow curry. I oh. love mango sticky rice. Shout these out mango are, sticky rice. These are a few of my favorite things. Shout out Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> shout out Germany. Damn, shout out Germany. What's up, Laura? Laura's family. Shout Deutschland, out, baby. Shout out beer <laughs> and the Autobot. Autobot. <laughs> Autobot is uh what's that what's that robot from Futurama? That's Bender's that's Bender's cousin. Whoops. Um shout out Algeria. Oh, shout out Algeria. Where you at? You got pastries? Dude, I don't know if they have pastries, but that's definitely where I'm gonna find my future man. You a beautiful ass country, Algeria. Dude, we love you, Algeria. Shout out Republic of Korea. Shout out Korea, baby. We love you guys. Dude, we love we love Korea. I love Korea. I love Korean food. I love Korean culture. I love Shout Korean makeup and skincare. Oh yeah, their skincare is off the chain, yo. Okay. I went to a Korean threading salon one time and I walked in and I told the lady, I need to get my eyebrows done. And she looked at me and said, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love Korean shade. Dude, that's just amazing. <laughs> Shout out. Mexico. Mexico. Oh, Mexico. Shout out Mexico. Dude, we love you, Mexico. We love modelos, carne asada, fucking extended <laughs> family members showing up at your house uninvited. Vicente Fernandez. Pan dulce. Pan dulce. Sábado gigante. He's not Mexican, nor is that show Mexican. That's fucked up. <laughs> is he Cuban or Colombian? He's um Venezuelan? Chilean. Right. He's ch- no, he's Chilean. Anyways, shout out novelas. Shout out out uh, Primer Impacto. (laughs) Shout out Bimbo Bread. You know we fucking fucking love Bimbo Bread. (laughs) That shit is bleached out of its mind, but it's delicious. Shout out every... I've never dated a man that wasn't Mexican and I married one also. Dude, you are living your best life. Shout out Mexico. Tu mejor vida, baby. Um... Shout out Japan, Japan. Shout out Japan. We love you guys. I want to go to Japan. Me too. You fucks with sushi, don't I you? I fucking love sushi. I That's love my ramen. favorite food. That's, That's my favorite your, food. I love a good ramen. So we definitely got to go to Japan. We got more eat. than five people in Japan like us. We'll go. Oh, we're going, dude. Yeah. I, we'll just show up at your house and talk to you for hours. <laughs> Didn't you say you wanted to go to a cat? Uh, oh yeah, restaurant I'll go to, I'll go to a cat restaurant and <laughs> fuck with some cats and talk some shit yeah we'll give you some drama at the cat restaurant meow um. <laughs> <laughs> whoa it's getting it's getting frisky over here <laughs> uh uh shout out canada you know Aww, i love canada too. shout out canada you've been to canada i've been to canada i love canada i love british columbia but i'm trying to go to montreal so tell shout- tell your friends in montreal to listen to us so we can go there shout out you french ass canadians shout out <laughs> justin trudeau what's up baby yo you know justin trudeau's dad the ex-prime minister used to date kim cattrall no but that's amazing can we get a conference call can we get that man on a conference call let's uh let's call prime minister trudeau and get the scoop on sjp <laughs> and he, uh, kim cattrall's beef what if he called up his ex and he was like hey i, I heard you got beef <laughs> and uh, what if he called like from his official o- office so you know it's like being recorded or something in like some sort of history book <laughs> that's what um, i would use my for. Shout out Denmark, baby. Shout out Denmark. What's up, Denmark? What do they got in Denmark? Oh, Denmark is a beautiful ass country. I think that's where Hamlet takes place. 
Oh fuck yeah! I don't know. That was that's beyond like the a, scope of my. Looks like a little fairy tale land. <laughs> that's where um, Hansel and Gretel are from, or something, right? Fuck yeah! I fuck oh, with okay. Hansel and Gretel. Maybe- Maybe that's Holland or something. I don't know. Uh, Shout out Kuwait. Damn. Shout out Kuwait. We love you, Kuwait. Dude, we love the Middle East. Peace in the Middle East. Always. We love you. Um, I love Middle Eastern food. I love Middle Eastern men. My my bosses have been Middle Eastern. They got beautiful eyebrows and Mercedes Benz. Yo, that's the American dream right there. (laughs) That's that's living the dream. And last but not least. Blah, blah, blah. Shout out Jamaica. Oh, shout out Jamaica. Everything going to be all right. <laughs> Irie. Irie. <laughs> we love Jamaica so much, dude. Fuck yeah, we love Jamaica. Shout out to that episode of The Getaway with Eve in Jamaica. Yo, that's the best. That's one of the best hours of television ever produced, yo. Uh, Rastafarians are the only people who are vegans who will never annoy me for being vegans. Mm, yeah, I it love them. It just seems so wholesome and like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Have you, you know ever seen that, that video of that Rastafarian uh, rapping about a cucumber? No, but should we pause this podcast and look at it right now? <laughs> yes, it's really cute. Um, yeah, Jamaica, only one of you guys is listening to us, though. Oh, so. man! <laughs> <laughs> Step your game up, Jamaica. Lonely-ass Rastafarian? Get, go to the fucking farmer's market. Get a friend. <laughs> get a cucumber. Invite him so- <laughs> over to listen to the drama club. Get as... Okay, Jamaica, we need you to get as many listeners as you have dreadlocks. Yeah, we're also trying to go there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to go whether you listen to us or not, so... True. That's, that was a threat. Damn. Me now. (laughs) Nothing like being Miss Popularity. Yeah. 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 Okay, Ellie. Now there's a girl that'd really get my vote. Okay, go ahead. Why not? Now, why do they invite Carolyn to join their group when Jenny wasn't welcome? Is it because they like the way she looks and dresses? Because she seems as interested in girls as in boys? Because they've heard no scandal about her? What's our hot topic for today, me? Dude, okay. I know what I wanted to tell you about. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been dying to talk to you about Ben Affleck's back tattoo. Why does Ben Affleck have a tramp stamp? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like a good tramp stamp. It's like the world's worst tramp stamp. It's badly done. It looks cheap. Like even the colors look cheap, right? The colors look so bad, dude. I'd I'd rather have a tattoo drawn by one of those elephants who paint. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get like why is it his entire back? Yeah. You know he's ashamed of it too because when he tried to say it was fake, right? Yeah, a few years ago he tried to say it was fake. He was like, It's just for a movie and like now What mm-mm. movie, motherfucker? I didn't see that movie. The guy with the fucked up back tattoo. Um, Ar- <laughs> Argo. Um, <laughs> even though he wasn't in it. Was he in it? I don't no, remember. Yeah, he Argo. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, somebody on Twitter said it looked like the artwork from a hip bottle of spiced rum. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> there is no lie. We don't say lies on this podcast, so. We don't. Only mm. rumors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it looks like remember that band crazy town it, it looks, <laughs> yeah it looks like if one of the dudes from that band had this tattoo i i wouldn't be surprised but this is a fucking academy award winner you know he has no business <laughs> having this tattoo i wouldn't be surprised if ben affleck was the the ghostwriter for crazy town <laughs> come my lady come come my lady you my butterfly jennifer gartner <laughs> 
speaking speaking of Jennifer Garner, is she is she Southern? Is she from the South? I don't know. Cause she uh she gave him the most southern shade that I've ever heard in my life. You know Ooh. what she said? She said, bless his heart. Ooh. <laughs> R.E. his fucked up tattoo. One time I heard this southern girl say, Well, I my water and butter my biscuit. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Is that something sexual? I don't know what it was. Butter my biscuit sounds sexual to me. I was confused. Biscuits are delicious, though. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do we Uh, have listeners in the South? You know, actually, we do. Shout out, um, I want to say St. Petersburg, Florida. That's what? (laughs) Is that considered the South? Florida's the South, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, there were a couple of southern cities I saw pop up, but point is, you guys need to butter your biscuits for us, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jennifer Lopez, oh. girl Jennifer Lopez, uh, was talking shit on Ben on Ben Affleck's tattoo. She said it was awful, and then when she was talking to Andy Cohen about it, she turned to the camera and said, "What are you doing?" Oh, damn. So, you know, the Bronx is mad at Ben Affleck's tattoo, too. Yeah. I wish that they would have stayed together. I wish. I am not team uh, Benifer. I'm team uh, Jitty. Is that? Did we have a name? (laughs) Did we have a name for Jennifer and and Puff Daddy? Jaddy? Jaddy? Jaddy. (laughs) That makes sense, though. Jaddy. (laughs) No, girls who park in cars are not really popular. Not even with the boys they park with. Not when they meet at school or elsewhere. I'm going to preface today's main topic by saying that this is the first time in the entire history of this podcast, all, what, three, four weeks of it, that I am jealous of the story that Steph is doing. Oh, shit. Dude, Steph is going to do one of my favorites, the crazy ass, pampers wearing, (laughs) astronaut driving cross cut. You know what? Let me just let me let Steph tell the story because it's a good one, and we need to hear what happened with this Pampers ass astronaut, Doctor Pampers. PhD. How come all Hispanic people call diapers Pampers? Like why can't we? Why don't we just say diapers? I didn't realize that was a thing. Yes, <laughs> I just thought they were called Pampers. No, <laughs> the technical name is diaper. Okay, my bad. All right, so that, was, that was for our Latino listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys will know what we're talking about. We're talking about Pampers. <laughs> All right, so this is the story of Lisa Nowak. I got this story from a bunch of sources, including People Magazine, Wikipedia, and a Time Magazine article entitled Houston, She's Got Some Problems. That's, <laughs> that's some cheeky ass shit. That is below you, Time Magazine. That is some that is some drama club shit. Like <laughs> do better, Time Magazine. Leave leave those cheesy ass puns to us, dude. <laughs> okay, so Lisa Nowak uh, was born on May tenth, nineteen sixty three, in Washington D.C. She received her bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering from the United States Naval Academy in 1985 and her master's in aeronautical engineering from the United States Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, California. Cool. Yeah, so she hella, hella, hella educated. (laughs) And she entered the Navy. She was, you know, this is like above normal smart. This isn't me smart. Yeah, for sure. This is, this bitch went to space smart. This this is Lisa Nowak smart. (laughs) This is Pampers smart. <laughs> this is Pampers PhD smart. Okay, I got it, got it, got it. So after graduating from the Naval Postgraduate School, she stayed working as an aircraft systems project officer. What is that? I have no idea. 
It sounds it sounds important though. It's got it's got there's several words in there. Yeah, there's several syllables. Systems, author, <laughs> projects. All, all important words. Go yeah. on. Okay. So Noak was then assigned to the Naval Air Systems Command working on acquisition of new systems for naval aircraft. And she was then selected for the astronaut program in 1996 and she entered the NASA Astronaut Corps at Johnson Space Center that year that's fucking badass dude i know i always wonder like how do people get into nasa you know like do they put their job listings on craigslist or what (laughs) (laughs) it's on indeed searching (laughs) astronaut (laughs) slash hero you have what it takes Uh, upload a picture of your resume uh, do you have the right stuff (laughs) (laughs) upload it today Houston, we've got the right stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you have pampers? Do you have your own pampers? <laughs> Let us know. Okay, so um, in 1988, she married her classmate from the U.S. Naval Academy, Richard Nowak, and they had three babies. That's so cute. Are there babies? Okay, so if they're if both of them are in the navy, <laughs> their like, babies awesome. were born on Mars. <laughs> I was gonna say, are there babies like captains or some shit? Yeah, they got little baby spacesuits and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Shut up, <man>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Captain Lisa Nowak went to space on July 4th, 2006. She served... Dude, if I wasn't holding this mic right now, I'd be slow clapping for her because that's fucking <laughs> that's awesome. It's amazing, right? She served as a mission flight engineer, operated the shuttle's robotic arms during several spacewalks, and logged almost 13 days in space. Cool. Yeah, so she's incredible, right? She's a fucking mm-hmm. hero. All right. <laughs> The next sector, the next section of this uh, paper that I wrote is entitled "Love Triangle." Oh, th- my favorite thing! Love a good love triangle. Yeah, they're with the Oscars. What else do you <laughs> love? Men in nice sweaters. I love space too. You do love space. Yeah, I love Puzzle. that one. Uh, puzzles dude i love that one uh savage garden song i will fly you to the moon and back if you'll be <laughs> if you'll be my yeah that song's that's, a gem that's space related i wonder if they've played that in space i wonder if anybody's macked in space i i am ready to <laughs> do- to donate my body to science if it's about <laughs> macking in space the space mac <laughs> return of the space mac <laughs> okay so all right all right so there aren't clear reports about how this affair started but she was married and in 2004 following his divorce lisa began an affair with fellow astronaut bill ophelian so he's divorced is, she's married is bill like is he bay is he cute like what's she why is she risking it all for bill no, he's got a, he's got like, he's got like a astronaut buzz cut. Oh, uh, well, that could be a thing, you know? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. The affair lasted two years and then Bill started to pull away from her at the end of 2006. Pull away as in go to space? Or did she go to space? <laughs> There's some distance between us. Yeah, right? Because that's when she went to space. Yeah, they're ready for liftoff. I got it. I, Maybe he was there's jealous shit between she them. was in space and he was on Earth. You know, I've been in a long distance relationship before. I get Times it. Times are like, tough, guys. <laughs> it's, not the sca- it's not the same over Skype. No, especially not space Skype. Yeah, space. <laughs> we heard space Skype is whack. For sure. Okay, okay so um, then in 2006, Bill began a relationship with single 
Colleen Shipman, who was working as an engineer at the Air Force Base in Florida. Yo, who yeah. is this hoe, Colleen? She ain't even a fucking astronaut. <laughs> you know that that's what Lisa was saying? Like, oh, yeah, like you know, all petty women? <laughs> yeah, when, when you get cheated on, you're like, oh, fuck her. Like, she works at wherever, wherever, and yeah. I'm so much better than her because I work at rallies or wherever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> are bomb. She, she works at McDonald's and I work at rallies. <laughs> yeah, she's so basic. Like you, you know, Lisa Nowak was like, oh, she, she's just an engineer. She's never been to space. Fuck that. Yeah, puta. she's so basic. She only has two degrees. Whack. <laughs> she's she's not even an officer in the Navy. Fuck her. <laughs> she don't even got four, th- four words in her title. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> engineer, single word title, please. This is who you're leaving me for? Bill? What's his name? <laughs> yeah, Bill. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> okay so little lisa went a little loca uh <laughs> and i want to stand by her side too because the jealousy bug has bit me before but this, she really blasted off with this shit. <laughs> okay so on february 4th through the 5th 2007 lisa nowak drove 950 miles from houston to orlando international airport yo from she, Houston to Orlando. Okay. Yeah. She was allegedly wearing space diapers so that she would not have to pull over to use the fucking restroom. <laughs> what kind of fucking desperation is that? You're driving 900 miles. You don't have a minute to pull over to take a piss? Would you, Come on. Would you, would you put on Pampers and drive 900 miles for anything? No. Well, I'm, hold up. <laughs> I was like, think about it. Think about it, because I might. Not for a man, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, my God. Not for Bill O'Keefe, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Maybe I would drive, uh, like, those people that drove uh, a grip of miles to get that fucking Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. Like, I think <laughs> I might do it for, like, the, like, I don't know, like, pupusa made out of gold. I would do it for some, it would for sure be for food. Oh, yeah. I just... I'm not exactly sure what food, but like yeah. if the Save by the Bell pop up restaurant wasn't in LA, we might drive for that. Yeah, but we wouldn't put on Pampers for it though. Oh, true. We would pull over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, do you, remember, do you remember this? This story makes me think of that one song, and I would walk 500 <laughs> miles, <laughs> 900, and pee pee yourself also. <laughs> yeah, she would drive 900 miles. Okay, so part of what she had packed with her included latex gloves a black wig a bb gun and ammunition pepper spray a hooded tan trench coat two pound drilling hammer black gloves rubber tubing plastic garbage bags approximately 585 dollars in cash her computer and an eight inch folding knife okay that's the most terrifying list of Of items right objects i've ever heard in my life that's the type of though that group of objects only comes out in nightmares. Well, but okay, now I know that if I ever want to murder somebody, though, there's a list like oh yeah, that, you just gotta Google that, their shit that a fucking genius put together <laughs> of like of like everything you would need to commit some sort of murder and or kidnapping. Later on, when they started uncovering more evidence, they found a floppy disk with pictures of herself on a bike and 15 photos of an unidentified woman in bondage and various stages of undress. The fuck is a floppy disk? 
And were they like, were the pictures on it digitally or were they were printed and like pasted to it? This is 2007. <laughs> she still has no business having a floppy, uh, yeah, having a floppy disk. You've been to space. You don't got like the most up to date. Yeah. But to, in her defense though, like the, the space craft, like they've been using it for several years, you know, at that true, point. True, true. Also, um, one of the things she said about her relationship with Bill was that they used to ride bikes together. So I think this were pictures to entice him. Oh, wait, yeah. but and like he was turned on by riding bikes with her or something? Not, no, I don't think so. Just oh. maybe like of moments they shared. Oh, Okay, so when she arrived at the airport, she went to baggage claim and she waited there for like an hour. Then she went to the parking lot and kept waiting until she spotted and confronted Colleen Shipman. Colleen said that she could feel someone following her and she got in her car quickly and locked the door. Lisa then ran over in a black wig and a tan trench coat. She slapped the car window, asked for a ride, tried to open the car door and then started hysterically crying what yeah no she's off her fucking rocker dude um, this is how we need to kidnap two dope girls <laughs> shut <laughs> up <laughs> i'm, I'm ready <laughs> god damn it man <laughs> i'm so tired of this shit <laughs> podcast over <laughs> anyways hold on i'm putting on my pampers <laughs> <laughs> i'll meet you there in five <laughs> okay so shipman um, Lisa, no, I'm sorry, Colleen rolled down the window and then no, because what, what Lisa was saying was like, oh, my boyfriend left me here. I need a ride or whatever. So yeah. Colleen trying to be nice, like rolled down the window to give her her cell phone to use it to get a ride. And uh -huh. then Lisa sprayed pepper spray inside the car and tried to fucking break in. Fuck. So sh Lisa, I mean, so Colleen fucking drove off and then police were summoned. Dude, good for Colleen. Like... Yeah, yeah, for real. I feel like once once I was pepper sprayed, like it would be a wrap. Yeah, like you, I'd probably crash into another car or something. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a good way to call attention too. <laughs> oh, true. That's true. So officers arrived later, and they observed Lisa throwing a bag into the trash, and it was all the fucking shit that all that scary shit she had accumulated in her car. The trench coat too. Don't throw away the trench coat. Was it Burberry? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's the only trench coat I think of. Hashtag Burberry. Um, so she was arrested on charges of attempted kidnapping, battery, attempted vehicle burglary with battery, and destruction of evidence. Whoa, okay. In a request for a restraining order against Lisa, Colleen referred to Lisa as an acquaintance of her boyfriend and also claimed that Lisa had been stalking her for about two months. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> Shady as fuck. Oh, she's an acquaintance. <laughs> she ain't nobody to nobody <laughs> i don't know her she know my boyfriend i think i think they work together i think they went to space together or something lisa told the investigators that she was involved in a relationship with bill which she described as being quote more than a working relationship but less than a romantic relationship come on lisa don't put yourself down fuck no. give yourself a little bit more credit than that yo Seriously. Mm. Due to all it's the complicated. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Hashtag it's complicated. <laughs> Hashtag pampers. Due to the evidence of elaborate planning, disguises, weapons, and everything, the police recommended that she be held without bail, which is a big fucking deal because they only do that to people who are imminent threats to society. Well, she's clearly a flight risk. Yeah. Oh, also <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
stupid. <laughs> I went with it. I was like, oh, true. She got a car. <laughs> she got a spaceship, baby. Houston? <laughs> Houston, we have a flight risk. <laughs> so, and, so after this went down, this was fucking everywhere. It was international drama that these three NASA nerds were involved in this fucking love triangle. <laughs> Don't you remember? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, I remember. Because, you know, I love nerds. I love NASA. Love diapers. <laughs> floppy I love disc. a love triangle. I'm all about floppy disks. <laughs> I love road trips. You know, I love a road trip. <laughs> this has everything. There also began, there uh, were all these articles about NASA's showcasing of astronauts, the way they like kind of pose them to the public as heroes and how that's problematic and causes social pressure. And then obviously she wore fucking diapers, which is the wildest part of all. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, um, I don't know what she's doing today, but hopefully, hopefully she has an endorsement deal with Pampers. Pampers? Oh yeah, me too. I hope so. <laughs> you know, their stock went up after this shit. Yeah. <laughs> also, speaking of mugshots and our love for mugshots, hers is amazing. You got to look it really? up. Yeah, I it's crazy. It. It's crazy when you compare it to her fucking NASA portrait where she's in the spacesuit with, like, the American flag in the background. <laughs> Dude, the astronauts have been going off lately. Like, their portraits are all cute. Like, have their dogs in it or their kids in it and shit. Man, NASA seems fun. She's, like, her hair's messed up. Her oh. Yeah, her makeup's, like, it looks like she's been crying, right? Or she might be crying in the picture. She looked like she looks like she's been in orbit for 13 days. Yeah. Like, is that what she looks, looks like when she got bad. So she ended up being charged with attempted kidnapping and later attempted murder once they uncovered all the evidence, which uh, tended to show that Lisa intended to do serious bodily injury or death of Colleen. And this Lisa. was I know. This was all over dude, man. This was cuz Lisa saw Colleen as her rival against affection for Bill. Right. It's not worth it. It's I bet not you, worth it. You're a goddamn astronaut. You, you can, can get, get a man ever you want. Go to your local oh. pub. <laughs> Go to the pub, tell them you've been to the moon. It's a wrap. You go home with a man that night. For sure. In Houston? Hell yeah, you're going home with the men. You live in Houston and you could use the line, Houston, we've got a problem? That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's in on a gold mine. Anyways, so following the arrest on February 6, 2007, Lisa was placed on 30-day leave by NASA. She returned to Houston on a commercial flight the next day and upon arrival was taken under police custody to the Johnson Space Center for medical and psychiatric evaluations. Mm-hmm. Uh, NOAC's assignment to NASA as a serving Navy, Navy officer was terminated by the space agency on March 7th, 2007. Damn. So a month later, it all went mm-hmm. down for her. There goes those for- those four-word titles you had. <laughs> yeah. Well, she has another four-word word title now. Crazy bitch Lisa Nowak. <laughs> <laughs> Attempted murderer Lisa Nowak. <laughs> So she later pled guilty to the lesser charges of burglary and misdemeanor battery because the prosecutors refused to file the attempted murder charge. At first, she was going to try for an insanity defense after Mm -hmm. she was diagnosed with Asperger's and a bunch of other stuff, actually, Mm -hmm. um, including brief psychosis. But prior to this event, she had not been diagnosed. Oh, yeah. Uh, And obviously, because she worked at NASA, like they would have seen it, you know? Well, so people thought. well, I'll talk about that, but they were saying like, um, you know, that NASA was kind of like being lenient with their screenings of astronauts at the time, or maybe they could have caught something that she had. Really? 
Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. She could have been fine and it could have been just this dude made her crazy. Yeah. That happens, you know? Um, <laughs> this crazy? <laughs> I don't know. I think love Pampers is crazy. Crazy shit. That's why we love these kind of stories because it's plausible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The public actually got really mad because they felt like prosecutors were being lenient on her because she was an astronaut. And they absolutely were. Because when you look at all the evidence and everything that just the way that she acted the day that when she confronted Colleen, fucking scary, dude. Right. If, she was going to murder her or tr if, try. If Colleen wouldn't have been on her toes or something, she could have yeah. been dead. Fuck yeah. And like, we just, never would have found the body because, you know, she would have sent that shit to space. True. It would have been up there with fucking Sputnik or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then obviously her marriage dissolved and she got a divorce a year later in 2008. Oh. I wonder if she has, do you know if she has custody of her kids? I don't know that. Oh. But I did read a People Magazine article. They did like a 10 years later article. And uh -huh. check it out. Colleen and Bill, they ended up getting married. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm, That's like, the worst, I'm back right? on Lisa's side. I'm back on Lisa's side. <laughs> Put those pampers on. <laughs> oh, no. That's the worst. And they've been married for like 10 years now. Fuck. Are they happy? It seems like it. No? Oh. Uh, Do I know? No, I don't talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, poor Lisa. Yeah. She withdrew from public life, obviously. She refuses to ever give interviews, and she works in the private sector now in Texas. Who the fuck hired her? Who knows? But, I mean, she's still qualified. She's still a smart person. Probably has a lot to contribute to any company, you know? Yeah, and she's, by, by education, she's an engineer. Is that right? She's all sorts of stuff, but yeah, engineer was one of them, I think. I wonder what kind. Like, I'm sure she works at, like... She did the robotic arms or some shit. Like, <laughs> in Houston? She works... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Lisa Nowak, y'all. That's so sad. Dude. All right. Lisa, I hope you got the help that you need and that you deserve because you're, you're a hero. You went to space. Yeah, Lisa, you're our friend, man. Call us up. We'll hang out with you. We'll put your pampers on. We'll get you, we'll get you a man's, too. I'm a great wing woman. Oh, oh you are, Steph. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Lisa, come over. Um, we'll be your friend. <laughs> Join the drama club. Yeah. <laughs> What's the initiation? We're gonna jump her or what? <laughs> Is she gonna get sexed in or jumped in? <laughs> oh god. Oh, Carolyn, I made some brownies today. Maybe you and Wally would like them when you get back. There's some milk in the icebox too, isn't there? How does that sound? Gee, that sounds good. We'll take you up on it, Mrs. Ans. Thanks. Carolyn and her mother have found one way a girl can repay a boy for entertaining her. A bite to eat at her house will save him money. Perhaps they'll bring another couple home with them. That would be fun. This episode was brought to you by Burberry. Burberry. <laughs> when you only want the very best to put over your pampers. Burberry. When you need to commit a murder. <laughs> In the rain. <laughs> Burberry, when you want to do that sexy thing where you open it up and you're naked underneath. Oh, yes. Uh, for 10% off, go to Burberry.com slash the drama club. <laughs> what if that shit worked? That'd be awesome. Yo. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. So today, we're going to hit you with two. What is this called when you like love makes you crazy? It's like heart psychosis or some shit right that's not a thing but i like it all right well <laughs> we're gonna hit you with a double double dick heart psychosis <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Heart psychosis, trademark Stephanie. So today we're going to hit you with a double segment of uh, women who suffer from heart psychosis. And uh, May's going to tell us the tale of the Long Island Lolita. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> yes we will <laughs> yes we can yes we can <laughs> so this is the story of joey and mary joe but a and name. and amy fisher aka the long island lolita nice dude how great is the nickname the long island lolita it's amazing i want a nickname it's so incredible i gave you a nickname Shut i up. gave you stephanie chicharron <laughs> stephanie chicharron <laughs> But like, I hate um, you. <laughs> all things considered, she lucked out, right? Because she could have ended up being like the Poughkeepsie puta or some shit. <laughs> true, very true. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna lay down the law right now. From now on, I only want to be known as the Los Feliz Lolita. Shut up. <laughs> I'm never May, calling you that. At what up, May? AKA, AKA at May Solo, AKA the Los Feliz Lolita. <laughs> These events took place in and around 1992, and it was an incredibly huge news story at the time, which is crazy because these aren't celebrities. These are just regular people. Hmm. But the details and the characters involved are so wild that I guess it struck a nerve and the public really latched onto it. It's because of that heart psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I sound like a drunk uncle? I'm sober right now. <laughs> they got the hot psychosis. <laughs> This is Stephanie Butterfuko. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kept trying to think of another example that this was similar to in terms of the circus that formed around it, but I can't really think of anything that compares to it. Hmm. Maybe Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, but they were more or less public figures already, so it's not exactly the same. Right. They already had fans. Right. But then I was thinking maybe one of the big pop culture murders, like a Jody Arias or Casey Anthony or George Zimmerman or something. Yes. But but those were just straight up tragic. Oh, like this true. one has, you know, ridiculous parts. Right. So it's still not the same. So yeah, this was being talked about on the news, but also on Jay Leno and SNL and the fucking supermarkets and water coolers of the country. Wow. And pretty much fucking everywhere. Right. Space and shit. Anyway. Noak was talking about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i was i was too young to really be aware of the story at the time but i do vaguely remember the name but being a punchline here and there for several years after this i do distinctly remember watching one of those vh1 panel shows probably i love the 90s or something uh I which love that show right i'm telling you if you love pop culture and scandals as much as we do that show yeah. was fucking crack yo can you find that show like to stream it you know what i don't know i'm sure we can get a lot of if we found it we could get a lot of material. There's a lot of great comedians on those shows. Oh, yeah. Really great. A lot of people got their start on those shows. Yeah. Chelsea Handler was on it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember watching one of those shows when I was a teenager and they quickly sort of broke down the details, which definitely piqued my interest. But it was a fucking wrap. As soon as they said that the story was so huge that two movies, two TV movies came out on the same night on two different networks covering this story. That's amazing. <laughs> and in one, Alyssa Milano played Amy Fisher. And in the other, Drew Barrymore played Amy. Amazing. <laughs> so obviously at that point, I became fucking obsessed with the story and I read everything about it. Right. Remember Alyssa used to date the king of the fuckboys, Justin Timberlake? 
No, she did? Yeah, for a minute. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I like her, so I didn't like that couple. Mm, I like her too. Uh, what do you think about Justin Timberlake, uh, Cameron Diaz? They're better, I guess, right? They make more sense to me than him and whoever he's with now. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and obviously Drew Barrymore. Come on. <laughs> the original 90s Bay. Right. And I just this- read this thing she was talking about when she flashed David Letterman. She said she doesn't regret it or anything, but she doesn't feel like that's her. You know, oh, she was super young when that yeah, happened, right? She's she like, I'm a mom young. now and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that I did stuff like that. You only live once or whatever. I also saw something on the news today. On the news, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on the news. It was like <laughs> Yahoo on, on Twitter, uh, <laughs> where she said something like, um, "She she knows all the tricks, so there's nothing that her kids are going to be able to to get past her." You know? Oh fuck! Yeah, that's pretty cool. She also said something funny. She said that a, a fan recently congratulated her on her pregnancy and she was like, No, I'm just fat. <laughs> Which she's not fat right now. No, she's not. She I gets don't... thick and then she gets skinny sometimes. Right. But even at her thickest, I would never be like, Oh, she's pregnant. Yeah, know? me either. That well, fan was a bitch. <laughs> so anyway, um, this is her first semi grown up role. I want to say she was like 17, 18 when this came out. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa, too. So these were child stars that were trying to shed their child star image. And they both thought that the best way to do it was to play a teenage felon. Amazing. They were doing the Miley Cyrus. <laughs> the Miley Cyrus, yeah. Also for Drew, I think this is one of her first, maybe even the first role after rehab. Oh, wow. So I fucking love it. And thanks to the magic of the internet, to prepare for the story, I was able to watch Alyssa Milano in CBS's Casualties of Love, the Long Island Lolita story. That's amazing. What a great title. Oh, it's amazing title. Casualties of Love. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. And I watched ABC's The Amy Fisher Story starring our girl, Drew Barrymore. Amazing. So these are the main sources of the tale that I'm about to tell you. So basically, this was the greatest week of my life because these (laughs) movies are fucking (laughs) incredible. (laughs) These, these, okay, I'm not even going to call them movies. I'm going to call them films because they were so fucking good. And they were so bad at the same goddamn time that I was living so much watching them that I may have added a few years to my life. Wow. I got to point out that the Alyssa Milano one, Casualties of Love, is mainly told from the perspective. And I think with the cooperation of Joey Buttafuoco. So it's very easy on him and hard on Amy. They make Amy look like a straight up psycho. Hmm. So Alyssa gets to have a little bit more fun in the role, whereas Drew Barrymore's movie is told from Amy Fisher's point of view. So it's a little more sympathetic towards her and it allows Drew to play the role a little bit more realistically. So she's actually not bad in it. And uh, both movies share whole paragraphs of dialogue. So I'm assuming at least some of their screenplays are based off of court transcripts or something like that. Oh, wow. So anyway, it's 1992 and Casualties of Love, which is the cheesier of the two because everyone in it looks and talks like Z-list extras from The Sopranos, which, which I'm not mad at because everyone in this story looks and talks like Y-list extras from The Sopranos. <laughs> so if you look at it that way, they're actually doing a pretty good job. Anyway, Casualties of Love starts with a little montage showing how much 36-year-old body shop owner and allegedly happily married man Joey Buttafuoco likes to party. Hell yeah. He drums in a band. Oh. <laughs> and he drinks. And he does coke with his homies. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's party animal. His partying gets out of control. So his wife, Mary Jo, gives him an ultimatum and sends him to rehab. Hmm. P.S. I don't like a, that a grown-ass man is named Joey. <laughs> yeah, you're, that's a kangaroo. 
<laughs> that's a, Joey, that's a kangaroo name. <laughs> There's a scene here where Mary Jo goes to pick him up from his rehab stint. And Joey's looking up at the windows of the rehab building and yelling at some of the patients that are staying behind. And one of the patients is like, hey, yo, Joey, is that that beautiful wife of yours you can't stop talking about? Oh, my God. And this is the one he wrote? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. And Joey goes, hey, yo, you guys stay sober and good luck with your lives. What the <laughs> hell? That's what I said to everyone in my office today when I quit. <laughs> You're like, you fuck you guys. Stay please. sober. <laughs> and then mary joe says uh joey what are you a politician <laughs> what that's, that's what we're gonna tell cynthia nixon yeah. <laughs> and yo, Ma- <laughs> and yo miranda <laughs> what are you a politician <laughs> and then joey says nope just ready to live my best life with the most beautiful woman on earth who I love more than anything. I oh. love Mary Jo. Oh my God. That's the cheesiest thing in the world. It is so cheesy. And like he spins around and then they get in the car and they drive into the sunset. This is a beautiful love story when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly this is the movie that Joey Buttafuoco has a hand in. So yeah, it's 1992 and 16-year-old Amy Fisher walks into Joey's body shop after her father makes arrangements to have a racing stripe painted on her car. Ooh. She'd recently fucked up her car and one of the <laughs> side mirrors or something was damaged. So she pleads with Joey saying that when she and her dad come in the next day to have the stripe painted, that maybe Joey can lie about how the mirror got damaged so Amy doesn't get into trouble. How old is she? 16. Oh. Oh, no. So Amy... Amy pretty much plans on telling her dad that someone did a hit and run and she just needs someone at the shop to back her up and Joey agrees. I'm sorry, how old is he, May? 36. Okay. So this is how Joey and Amy meet. Anyway, so Amy is a piece of shit little punk that's <laughs> she's always getting into trouble. And really? this might be the first woman I've called a, a piece of shit on this podcast. <laughs> okay, anyway. Right. So, uh, in fact, her parents had gotten her the car because she'd recently run away and was missing for a few weeks. Oh, no. And so they were looking for a way to kind of make her happy and keep her at home, you know? Mm. So she keeps fucking up her car. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So because of that, she keeps having to bring it into the body shop and get it repaired without her parents finding out. Oh, my gosh. In one of the movies, someone says something like, uh, Hey, uh, not for nothing, Amy, but this is the fifth time this summer. (laughs) Come on, Amy, get it together. What are you, a politician? (laughs) Why am I so bad at accents and stuff? No, you did good. You're doing really good. This is the bad accent podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh <laughs> uh, yeah let's not go back that way let me bust out my peewee laugh with the magic Mul- at the magic mulatto loved it oh, he did but he yeah, didn't he did. that comment right i know he took it back he was like no never mind don't don't do that again guys <laughs> um oh and there's a scene where amy tells joey he can page her because you know they had they had pagers back then hell yeah uh, and he and he, she told him that he should page her with code 007. Oh. <laughs> and Joey goes, what am I, a secret agent over here? <laughs> <laughs> so it's at the shop that Amy and Joey begin to flirt. She's overtly sexual and tells Joey the story of how she lost her virginity at age 12 to a guy that was older than her father. 
who was at their house laying tile. Oh my God, me. Yeah, it's That's and that was very scary because he must have been older. He must have been old as fuck. And oh. that was that was one of those things that was in both movies, you know. Oh, so like, no. so that must be corroborated somehow. Yeah, but in one movie, in the one where like, uh, it's from Joey's perspective. He's he's like a little dope. He's just like, oh, what you really did it at twelve? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then the other one, he's like, oh yeah, you've been having sex since you were twelve. Oh no, this is very uncomfortable for me for everyone yeah sorry i shouldn't have been talking with ice in my mouth it's all right well ice my water and butter my biscuit <laughs> i bet you uh Paula Deen has said that oh Paula Deen is a good scandal for this podcast that's a great scandal and we'll make biscuits <laughs> dude you think you think that was a joke but that's true we're gonna eat <laughs> We're gonna have a very special biscuit episode <laughs> we'll record that one we'll cook her <laughs> fucking uh Oh, yeah. Recipes? Are there... Remember the thing where... Uh, didn't Mario Batali recently get accused of sexual assault or something? Probably. Or, and he apologized to it on his website, but, like, he did the apology under a recipe for, like, <laughs> cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Those go together. So, we're gonna make Polydine's biscuits, and we're gonna make Mario Batali cinnamon rolls, and we're gonna <laughs> do an all-chef episode. Amazing. So... One day, because her car is going to be in the shop for a bit, Joey drives her home. Mm-hmm. It's here where Amy says her sexual relationship with Joey began. And Joey admits to flirtation, but claims that their relationship was in no way sexual. But that Amy, Amy became almost psychotically obsessed with him for no reason. Oh, my God. Which... This might be a good time to point out that I truly cannot imagine why a 16-year-old girl would become obsessed with this dude. Yeah, I'm gonna, I was literally about to Google a picture of him. Yeah, because we're not talking about some hot dill for anything. We're talking, yeah. we're talking a greasy, John Belushi-looking motherfucker with no. none of the talent or money. So I'm not buying it. We're not talking about Leonardo DiCaprio at 36? No. We're talking... No. We're talking oh, about... God. You saw. You found him? Yeah. So... I. I imagine it was more like uh, she was playing him to keep getting discounts on her car or something, you know? Right. So I don't know what's going on there. So anyway, got, this guy's got MC Hammer pants on the first picture, I think. <laughs> That's a look now. You can get those at Urban Outfitters. Hell yeah. Anyway, the Drew Barrymore movie has a couple of sex scenes in it. Oh. <laughs> Which I thought were fairly graphic for 90s networks TV, you know, yeah. early 90s network TV. Yeah. Also, because Drew was so young, it seems weird that they would have those scenes. Yeah. Anyway, Amy claims that Joey would then take her to motels and on his boat to fuck. Oh, and that they- shit. <laughs> and that they were having a full-on affair. I can't imagine having sex on a boat. <laughs> I get super seasick, so it just seems like a recipe for disaster. Amazing. I wonder if you get seasick on a waterbed. I wonder if you get seasick in space. Oh, you do. Mm. You get space sick. Oh, interesting. So she even tells her parents that Joey gave her herpes. Oh, my God. (laughs) And neither movie makes it really clear if it was actually Joey that gave her herpes. But she but she does tell her parents who obviously freak out and they call the cops. But then Joey convinces Amy to tell her parents that she was lying and her parents apologize to Joey. Um, okay. She eventually asks him to leave his family and start a new one with her. Joey refuses, and that's when Amy starts floating the idea of killing Mary Jo. Oh my god. 
Amy claims that she told Joey all about the plan and that he even goes so far as to help her plan it. But obviously, Joey claims he didn't have anything to do with it. Right. With the aid of Peter Guagenti, Amy obtained a 25 caliber pistol and then went out to steal a set of license plates off a neighborhood car. On May 19th, 1992, Guagenti helped Amy put the license plates on his Pontiac Firebird and then drove her to the Buttafuoco home in Massapequa, New York. Massapequa is where Alec Baldwin is from, where all the Baldwins are from. Oh, fun fact. Bloop. <laughs> Bloop. Amy later explained to the police that she expected Guagenti to carry out the shooting, but he refused. When Mary Jo Buttafuoco answered the door, Amy told her that Joey Buttafuoco was having an affair with her imaginary younger sister. She's an only child. And she provided a t-shirt advertising Buttafuoco's auto body shop for her quote-unquote proof. The conversation lasted about 15 minutes, but Mary Jo became increasingly angry with Amy's claims. She finally told her to leave and then turned her back to go back into the house. Amy then produced the gun, struck Mary Jo in the head with it, and then aimed at her temple and fired. <gasps> she but hit if, her? She like pistol whipped her? She pistol whipped her and then she shot her in the head. Oh my gosh. But Afuko fell to the ground severely wounded. Fisher dropped the, sh- the shirt and the gun and ran towards the car. But Guagenti told her to take the evidence with her. So she ran back to retrieve both items and then f- they both fled the scene. Wow. Neighbor- neighbors called 911 and came to Butafuco's aid. Doctors were unsure if they would be able to save her life, but she was operated on all night. And although unable to remove the bullet, the doctors were ultimate- ultimately successful in saving her life. Where did she shoot her? Like what part of her face? The side of her, the side of her head. Oh my God. The, the, the temple. Wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's anyway, super crazy. She really wanted to kill her. This little brat. So Mary Jo was left deafened in one ear and her face partially paralyzed. Aww. When interviewed by police, Joey told them that Fisher could be the shooter. Police detective Martin Alger got a hold of a photo of Amy. And when Mary Jo regained consciousness the next day, she was able to recognize Fisher from the photo. Wow. Amy was arrested and charged with attempted murder. And how old is she now? Like, still 16 or 17? I think she's still 16. I know by the time, like, we get to court or whatever, she might turn 17. But I think at this time, she's still 16. So, once Amy was arrested, she changed her story a bunch of times to the police. So, it's hard to really know what the truth of what happened was. First, she said it wasn't her. Then, it was her. Then, it was an accident. Then, Joey provided her with the gun. Then, she got the gun from a friend, et cetera, et cetera. So, Amy's a fucking mess. She's the Anthony Weiner of uh, <laughs> love triangles. She's she's the Anthony Weiner of Long Island. <laughs> see, that would, see, that would have been a terrible nickname. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Just doesn't have the same ring to it. (laughs) So this is when the media picks up the story and runs with it. I have a hard time wrapping my mind around why Amy would do this. She's, she had a bunch of boyfriends. She's 16, right? And I don't see how or why she would become obsessed enough with Joey of all of her boyfriends to shoot his wife in the face. Maybe she just really wanted to get away from home. And like he had an ability to provide for her in a way than probably her young ass boyfriends didn't. But she also had old boyfriends. Oh, she like, did? Yeah. Damn, I don't know. I don't know if any of them had boats, though. Maybe she liked that. The <laughs> heart like wants the what it wants. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more it makes sense to me that maybe Joey did want his wife dead 
and got her to do it with with the promise of a little money or something, you know? So the guy Uh, that helped her, that was his friend too? No, that was her friend. He was like her age, around her age. Oh, God. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, maybe she's a hustler and she made a deal with this dude. She was like, all right, this is going to be enough money for me to get away or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. And he knew it was probably her, right? When they they questioned him? Yeah, pretty much right away. He was first he was like, Who could have done this? And then he was like, You know what? I know who did this. It was probably it was probably that girl I gave cash to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so soon there's hidden camera footage on TV of Amy doing sex work in a hotel room with <gasps> one of her Johns. Oh my god. Apparently, Amy had a fairly successful career as a sex worker up until that point, which is horrible. Oh, my God. She's a baby. She's a little baby. And that's what I wanted to point out. I'm not trying to shame sex workers here. I'm like one of the of the mentality that sex work is real work and that women or anyone for that matter doing work in this industry because they enjoy it or because they're good at it or for fucking any reason, really, as long as they're not being forced or trafficked or whatever. They deserve our respect. But Amy was a fucking child. Yeah, she's a baby. Yeah, so this situation is incredibly fucked up. Right. She also shot someone, so, you know, she ain't all there. Right, exactly. So people in the media openly speculated, and the police investigated, too, whether or not Joey was her pimp. Oh, wow. The judge sets her bail at $2 million. Oh, my God. The highest ever at that time. For sure in the county, but maybe even in the state. I'm not sure. Wow. It was more than double what they'd recently set bail for a serial killer. Oh, my God. In the Drew Barrymore movie, a reporter says that the bail was astronomical because they wanted to punish Amy for being a whore. Oh, my goodness. You know, and make an example out of her because she was fucking around with married guys and stuff. You know, that's horrible. That's the worst thing. The crazy thing is that Amy ends up getting out of jail because she sells the rights to her life story. And the producers of the Drew Barrymore movie, the Amy Fisher story, pay her bail for her. Oh, damn. They pulled a Suge Knight. And no, they pulled a Suge Knight. Exactly. They got, but they got an Amy Fisher signed to death row, baby. <laughs> Amy Fisher, two apocalypse now. <laughs> so, uh, and the... The Tupac bail, I was just listening to that episode. That Tupac bail was only 1.4 million. How much is this? <laughs> Two million. <laughs> Damn. So she's out. She's making money moves. Right. And on September 23rd, 1992, she cut a deal and pleaded guilty to first degree assault. Wow. What? So she, that doesn't make yeah. sense. She, she pulled the trigger. Yeah. She tried to kill her. Oh. But anyway. In September 1992, the television show Hard Copy broadcast a secretly videotaped conversation between Fisher and Paul Makeley, the owner of a gym in Massapequa. That was her other boyfriend, who was also old. He was friends with Joey. Oh, wow. Uh, In the tape recorded hours before she agreed to a plea in court, Fisher could be seen talking about her future, saying that she wanted to get married to Makeley so he could have conjugal visits with her in prison. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fisher explained that her lawyer believed requiring people to be married for such visits was unconstitutional and that she intended to challenge the law on this matter. Fisher could be seen on the tape saying, That will keep my name in the press. I want my name in the press. Why? Because I can make a lot of money. I figure wow. if I figure if I'm going through all this pain and suffering, I'm getting a Ferrari. Oh my gosh, you <laughs> little dumbass. You know who Amy reminds me of? Ooh. Um the cash me outside girl yes exactly right? oh my god man yeah totally didn't she get a record deal 
I hope not. But I'm I sure if she did, she would buy like a fucking Ferrari or something stupid like I that. I think actually Loki, I think she bought her mom a house. I saw that. Every time people do shit like that, I wonder if it's just for like her show. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just your bitchy cousin. <laughs> hey, I bought my mom's house. Shut up. No, you didn't. <laughs> Go get me another beer. Uh on December 2nd, 1992, Fisher was sentenced to five sentenced to 5 to 15 years in prison. So, since that video came out of her talking about Ferraris and shit, they gave her more than Oh, really? Yeah, the original deal was going to be like I think 4 years and yeah, they ended up giving her 5 to 15. Good. That's what she gets. Little brat. Uh, she served seven years and was granted parole in May 1999 after oh. Supreme Court Judge Ira Wexner vacated her guilty plea and shortened her sentence. Joey Buttafuoco denied having an affair with Fisher, and in October 1992, the Nassau County District Attorney stated that Buttafuoco would not be prosecuted. Wow, that's interesting. However, whatever with you, however. In February 1993, the case against him was reopened due to rape charges made by Fisher. Oh my goodness. She testified against him in court. And based on this testimony and hotel receipts dated before Fisher's 17th birthday with Buttafuoco's signature on them, Buttafuoco was invited, was indicted on 19 counts of statutory rape, sodomy, and endangerment, (gasps) endangering the the welfare of a child. Oh, my goodness. Well, good. That's what he gets. He initially pleaded not guilty. Mm. Sodomy? Mm. (laughs) He nasty, Joey (laughs) Buttafuoco. Hey, Joey! (laughs) What are you, you, a politician of the butt? (laughs) What are you, a butt politician over here? (laughs) Did they do butt stuff on a boat? I don't know. I don't like that. Butt stuff should be preserved for dry land only. Oh, okay, me. Respect the sea, dude. Uh, he later changed his plea to guilty, admitting he had sex with Fisher when she was 16 and that he had known her age at the time. He was sentenced to six months jail time and was released after serving four months and nine days of the sentence. Wow, what a joke. The Buttafuoco's later moved to Southern California. Oh, hey. Hey, what up? What up, <laughs> what Joey? Up? What up, Joey? Welcome to L.A. What are you, an L.A. guy now? What? <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jo stayed defensively loyal to her husband for several years. She even defended him when he was arrested in 1995 for sexual solicitation in Los Angeles. Jesus Christ. Mary Jo, come on. Mary Jo, Lisa Nowak, do better. Do better. You're both better than this. Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? During this time, Mary Jo consistently blamed others, such as Fisher, instead of her husband. Hmm. She she eventually filed divorce papers in Ventura County Superior Court on February 3rd, 2003. So, like, 10 years Forever later. later. Yeah. yeah. After her release from prison, Fisher became a columnist for the Long Island Press. What? <laughs> <laughs> she, wrote a, she wrote a book for her experiences entitled, If I Knew Then. Ooh. That's a good title. Yeah, that's a great one. In 2006, Fisher reunited with Mary Jo Buttafuoco in sessions televised for Entertainment Tonight. Mm. Fisher said she wanted to heal and move on with her life. However, two years later, she said she felt, quote, no sympathy for Mary Jo without oh giving an explanation. Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco eventually reunited for the first time at the 2006 Lingerie Bowl. Oh, my 
goodness. Uh, first of all, first off, fuck your uh, bitch and the, bit and the click you claim. What the fuck is the laundry bowl? I don't know. Second off, how embarrassing that, like, you're famous for this fucking trashy, horrible thing that you, and Joey especially, that you put your wife through. Yeah. And yeah, you're exactly. fucking milking that shit? Like, you're fucking doing public events then with the woman that almost killed your wife? You're a fucking joke, bro. How dare these thirsty for the limelight motherfuckers show their faces in public again? And together. Together. Yeah. Ugh. Joey, doesn't he have kids with Mary Jo? He does. That's terrible. You're trashed, bro. Hey, Joey! <laughs> You're trash. Hey, Joey, what are you garbage over here? <laughs> Uh, in May 2007, Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco met for dinner in Port Jefferson, Long Island, in what TV producer David Kreef said was an attempt to develop a reality television show chronicling the couple as they tried to reignite their romance. That is so embarrassing. It's the worst. They are the worst people. In June and July of 2011, Fisher appeared as a cast member in the fifth season of the reality television series Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. Everybody's been on that show. You're right. <laughs> She also had a brief career as an exotic dancer and dabbled in porn after her sex tape was leaked. Hmm. How convenient. <laughs> yeah. I, I put air quotes around leaked. Yeah. Just, just so you guys know. In 2002, Joey Buttafuoco participated in Fox's Celebrity Boxing, originally slated to oppose fellow piece of shit, dickless John Wayne Bobbitt, who dropped out owing to being arrested for domestic abuse. Oh, my goodness. Bobbitt was replaced by female pro wrestler Joni China Lauer. Oh, China the boxer? Yeah, the wrestler. Yeah, okay. Wow. Um, I want to do an episode about her. Yeah, she's she has sex tape too. She does, huh? Yeah, yeah. she's pretty tra Her life is pretty sad too. Yeah, she's mm, she might have been on celebrity rehab too. For sure. Um, I'm low key surprised that these fools didn't show up to sing the national anthem together Seriously. at Trump's inauguration. Seriously. That's the level of <laughs> 16 years after the incident, Mary Jo Buttafuoco wrote a book telling her story called Getting It Through My Thick Skull, Why I Stayed, What I Learned, and What Millions of People Involved with Sociopaths Need to Know. Oh, fuck. She was inspired to write the book after her son referred to her ex-husband as a sociopath. Not knowing what the word meant, she looked it up and had a realization leading her to go public with her story. Good. Good for her. But Afuko has used her story to raise awareness for facial paralysis. Wow. And just wrapping up, the sad part about this story to me is that it was made into such a joke that sometimes we forget that Mary Jo is a real victim. And yeah, really no, suffered. it's really horrible what happened to her. And she, she almost died, right? And she continues to suffer. Yeah, you know? absolutely. They, she did almost die. They didn't know that they didn't know she was going to make it. And it's like, and she's blind in one eye. No, she's deaf in one ear. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and she lost one leg? No. She's deaf in one ear. <laughs> um, and personally, you know, I think that obviously what Amy did is disgusting and reprehensible. But a little part of me does feel some sympathy for her because... She's an attempted murderer. But look at that story of her losing, quote unquote, losing her virginity at 12 yeah, to a grown ass yeah, man. Yeah, she so she help. was she was fucking raped. Yeah, you know? for sure. And her being a teenage sex worker. Those are those are little yeah, things. There's something wrong with her. Yeah. Yeah. So she needs a little bit of psychiatric help. Mental health, man. Yeah. It's all so about we, mental health. Like these events and like who knows what else must have fucked her up. Big Seriously, time, you know? that's just the stuff we know about. You're right. 
Right. So I I mean, obviously I'm not trying to excuse her actions. I'm just saying these are these are just things we need to keep in mind. Like Yeah, so, when we judge people. I mean, yeah. still judge them, but just keep <laughs> this in mind while you're doing it. Keep it in mind. So you're not just, a complete piece of shit. Just make sure you end your podcast with the Oh yeah. <laughs> That'll that'll get rid of all that Catholic guilt. <laughs> he is proud to be with Carolyn because she looks well, is friendly with everyone, and is considerate of their feelings. She likes him for these same reasons, and also because he is fun to be with. Home, parents, and personality all help boys and girls to be popular. All right, so we got the quickiest quickie of all quickies. <laughs> Do you think... That OJ Simpson is Khloe Kardashian's dad. Yes. Really? Oh, that was okay, quick. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. You're so no, sure. No, um, no, I'm kidding. I I don't know. She she does look different from the other ones. She does look extremely different from all of them. And her mom was having an affair at this time. She was? Yeah, she and she admits to it in her book and everything. And that's why Whoa. she and Robert Kardashian ended up getting divorced. What? Yes, May. Oh, my God. But she doesn't. Obviously, she doesn't say with who. No, she does. She talks about one guy in particular. That guy had a cameo and keep you up with the Kardashians on one episode. Oh, so you're you're saying like Chloe has a different dad, but you're not saying for sure it's OJ. Oh, uh, I think. Yeah, I think she might have a different dad. I don't think necessarily it's OJ, but I will say. It's not like unplausible when you look at pictures of OJ and and uh Chris Jenner or whatever the fuck her name is. Um when you look at pictures of OJ's daughter with Nicole and Chloe. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen them. I need a is, side by side ASAP. Is this um what that OJ special that aired was about? If I did it? Is it about <laughs> like <laughs> If I did it birthed uh Oh, she does look like this girl. What's her name? Sydney? I have no idea. Sorry. Sydney. Sydney Brooke Simpson. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, uh, breaking news OJ is Chloe Kardashian's dad. And Kris Jenner is a hoe. (laughs) (laughs) I love that meme that's like, once Kris Jenner manages me, it's over for you, hoes. (laughs) Fucking, she's smart, man. She fucking did it for her family. Dude, we need to get Chris Jenner to manage us. Yeah, for sure. Is that possible? What do we need to do? Sex tape. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sex, <laughs> sex tape. That's a drama club. Thank you, you guys, for listening. Please keep giving us shout outs on social media. We're we love at- it. We love that shit. We're pretty active on Insta and Twitter at Drama Club Pod. We'll answer you. Talk shit to us, uh, but mostly give us praise because we love that shit. Yeah, and if you could take a second to rate us again, we would really appreciate it. Send us story ideas because we want you to do some work for us um, at Drama Club Pod at Gmail. And uh, yeah. Have a good night. Don't uh, don't get in a love triangle. <laughs> don't shoot <laughs> off the head of a woman who's married to a man you like. <laughs> And definitely buy a Burberry trench coat because Burberry, when you only want the finest. Burberry, when murdering someone but being stylish is also important. <laughs> Bye! Bye! However, whatever with your helmet.